This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeout for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Seattle. Three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. And welcome back to Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill here. Thanks for being here once again. Tough night for the Mariners last night as they fall to the Blue Jays in game one of this all-important series. Mariners will take on the Blue Jays the next two. And really, a couple of huge nights coming up tonight and uh, tomorrow day baseball. But a couple of huge days coming up for the Mariners now. Still a chance to take this series. It could still happen if they lose this series to Toronto, but the days of holding their own destiny come to an end they would need some serious help down the stretch if they lost the series to Toronto and still want to find themselves into the postseason they still have a chance if they take the next two games to nestle up within a game of Toronto so just huge swings right now when you're playing the team that's directly in front of you a huge huge swings and that's why if you win the next two, you still a game out. Right now, as we take a look at the standings, Boston, Cleveland, Texas division leaders. Boston has won five in a row. They're red hot, which could really help the Mariners' cause here down the stretch, playing Baltimore. And, of course, Baltimore and Toronto have a series left as well. That's why, even if the Mariners lose this series, there's still a chance, certainly, with so many teams involved and so many teams involved still playing one another but this is the chance with destiny in your own hands in this series, and still two games left. Baltimore, 82-68. and 68. Toronto, 82-68. and 68. So they are tied for the wild cards. Detroit, they didn't play yesterday, so they gained half game with the off day. They're two and a half back of Baltimore and Toronto. The Astros now tied again with the Mariners after beating Oakland last night. Both Mariners and Astros, 79 and 71. The Yankees have lost five in a row. They're 77 and 72. They're a game and a half back of the Mariners and the Astros. And KC, they've won three in a row now. Is it really a yo-yo at this point? 77 and 73. They're five games back of Toronto and Baltimore and two games back of the Mariners and Astros. So, big night tonight at Safeco Field. Iwakuma and then Felix Hernandez. Your two guys at the top of the order as the Mariners try and take this series against Toronto. Taiwan Walker on the hill last night, and it was a great start for Walker. He came out of the gates just firing. The one-two pitch swing and a miss and a split changeup for strike three. 
So already back-to-back strikeouts for Taiwan Walker striking out Devin Travis striking out Josh Donaldson on a nasty split change. The bottom dropped out from underneath it, and there's two outs for the Blue Jays. Yeah, he picked up exactly where he left off in that incredible start his last time out, and then it was unfortunate getting nailed with a line drive in the first inning. The one-two pitch swung on line drive off of the shoulder of Walker and into center field for a base hit. Holy smokes. A single by Encarnacion, literally off of Taiwan Walker. And here comes manager Scott Service onto the dugout, already out to the mound. Trainer Rick Griffin, a line drive off of Walker's right arm. It was unfortunate. He stayed in the game, obviously, and pitched well in this one. There's one pitch, though, he'd love to have back. Here's the 0 1. Swing, and this is clobbered, trouble, smashed left field by the pull by Edgar Sign, and it is gone. Above the manual scoreboard, Encarnacion's 41st home run has given the Blue Jays a 2-0 lead here in the third inning. 2-0 lead right there. The Blue Jays would add another run in the next frame. Meanwhile, Estrada was rolling along and getting some help from his defense. Pilar, one of the best there is in center field. The 0-1 pitch, swinging a line, driving to center field. Pilar coming up, slides, and he makes the catch. Kyle Seeger hit a BB right up the middle. Kevin Pilar racing in, sliding on the seat of his pants, makes the catch, and that will retire the side. And Estrada was rolling. 3-2 pitch the mic, and it's strike three called on the outside corner at the knees. And that will retire the side. Strikeout number six for Marco Estrada. He has yet to give up a hit through five. Only only gave up one hit through seven. Seven innings, one hit, no runs, three walks, eight strikeouts. In fact, the Mariners had just one hit going to the ninth inning. With a runner on, they would get close thanks to a long ball. 2-2 on the way, and here she comes, swinging a fly ball deep into the gap in right center field. Carrera Pilar going back, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Holy smokes, Leonis Martin out of here, right center field, giving the Mariners some hope, and now it's a one-run ball game. Leonis Martin, 15th home run of the year. The Mariners were down to their final strike, and it's now the Blue Jays three, the Mariners two, and the Mariners, yes, indeed, still have a pulse. Had a pulse, but quickly... The Blue Jays would end it. The Mariners would go down and fall in game one of this series. And again, the 0-2 to Gamble, and it's strike three called, and the ball game is over. The Blue Jays hang on, and they win it. A final score of 3-2 to two tonight, and they win the opening game of this three-game series. Holy smokes. Yeah, so it sets up a big one tonight. Iwakuma on the hill. We'll talk about that in a moment. First, we'll get reaction from the skipper. Here's Scott Service. What were you seeing on the other side there? Well, threw a really, really good ball game, obviously. You know, uh, how he pitches up and with the change up and then makes the curveball in there. Threw the ball very well. Um, kind of kept us at bay there for a while. We had some good at-bats, um, you know, can get a lot of breaks tonight. That happens. Uh, that's part of the game. You have to give him credit. He, he did throw the ball very well, but... Uh, you know, I thought our guys, uh, you know, not a lot of hits, but, you know, we, we had a couple of rallies late. Uh, I thought Walker did a nice job hanging in there. 
Um, you know, we've seen kind of those things that, that kind of get off the tracks, that kind of game get off the tracks for Taiwan, and, and, he, and he did hang in there. Uh, he gave us a chance, um, and that's, that's all we ask for all of our starters, and bullpen was outstanding. I can't say enough about the job they did. Storm, Scribner, uh, great experience for Alta Vila tonight, a young player, and a month ago or so ago he's in Jackson, and, and now he's here, you know, pitching in front of that kind of crowd. So, um, you know, some good things, and unfortunately, <coughs> to get enough big hits when uh, we certainly needed them. Everything okay with the walker? We saw it look like hand he got hit. Yeah, I believe he, he got hit in the uh, left forearm or something on the left arm. Um, no issues there. You know, a couple uh, challenging bunt plays or the slow roller plays uh, down the third baseline. He got over, made the play. But, you know, he, there's a little issue he's had with his, his ankle or Achilles thing all year. So uh, he did a, a nice job hanging in there. And that's what we asked the guys to do and really compete, and he competed very well tonight. <coughs> Scott, you know the math. You're three back now with 12 to play. You just playing gotta keep playing that's what the, that's what the schedule says and that's what we'll do that's what we've done all along um, if I'm not mistaken we play the same team tomorrow and they happen to be ahead of us so uh, tomorrow will be a good game uh, we'll get after it I feel we'll, we'll, we'll get a few more hits and, and see what we can do there but uh, you know we know what's ahead of us uh, we're gonna back away from it like I said I, I thought our guys uh, gave a really good effort tonight just wasn't quite enough you know that looked like you did pretty well they're playing it obviously no double yeah, you know, get that ball against the Astros the way they play, it probably would have been in there. But, you know, they, they were playing it smart and, and no doubles. They were back on it and uh, probably had better at bats tonight. But like I said, we just couldn't find, find the right holes at the right time. And now Taiwan Walker talking about his start against the Blue Jays. I mean, dead a little bit for a second, but after that, it was fine. Wait, scary a little bit. That was coming yeah, in. Yeah, it was coming in hot. Yeah, I mean, I thought I had a chance, but it was, it was just coming in too hot. Four pitch walk on the next one. Was, did it take you a minute to slow your adrenaline, or was it? On? Yeah, just let me. I think just the whole game. You know, I was just you know, kind of amped up a little bit. Um, so everything kind of felt just a little bit off. You know, it wasn't my best. Life, but you know, I felt like it was a big test. And you know, you know, I kind of just stayed with myself and tried to make pitches and get outs. You took the foot again on that bunt. Twice, yeah. Yeah, both bunts. My foot just slipped out um, and kind of just jammed a little bit on both times and. I kept hitting swinging bunts, so it didn't really help out, but that um, yeah, was fine, though. Is that something you had to battle a little bit, though? I mean, yeah, it definitely. like you felt it. Yeah, today, I mean, today was definitely a battle. Um, yeah, I felt like I was making good pitches. You know, some fastballs that I've, I thought I was throwing on the outside corner just wasn't getting the call, but, uh, you know, I threw my curveball a lot, you know, and I, you know, Z did a really good job, you know, just making pitches, especially to, uh, you know, their big bats. Um, you know, I just kind of got them off balance, got some ground balls and stuff. The changeup just kind of stay up to Encarnacion. Um, you know, I went back and looked at it. It wasn't a bad pitch, uh, but you know, he's a really strong. Guy. Jammed him up a little bit, but he's just a strong guy. And you know, it was down and in, and that's kind of where he likes it. Um, you know, I, I feel like I just got to get that a little bit lower. Um, you know, we trying to get a ground ball right there, but you know, it wasn't a bad pitch, but you know, also wasn't a good pitch either. It's like out there. I mean, the atmosphere is pretty crazy. I mean, it's different. You know. We're at home, but it feels like a away game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it got loud after Encarnacion's home run. But you know, I just kind of had to stay within myself and you know, keep making pitches. Is it distracting? No, I mean, if you're if you're pitching bad, it can be. But you know, I just try to stay focused and uh, just try to stay within myself. Do you struggle keeping your legs and keeping that delivery a little bit, like third and fourth? I, like I, I did a little bit. Yeah, I mean, after I tweaked my foot, I just kind of got out of my, my mechanics a little bit. Um, I feel like just from the stretch, 
know, from the windup, it felt good still, but just from the stretch, I was just getting a little too quick. You know, they were running, and you know, I really wanted to give Z a chance, but, uh, you know, my mechanics were off from the stretch a little bit. Was that a pain issue or just kind of a preventative no, thing? Yeah, just, you know, I tweaked it, and I think it was just trying to, you know, protect it a little bit. Um, and at the same time, you know, I was trying to be quick, too, just so, um, you know, they wouldn't sell any more bases, and so it was just kind of a little off. And now all attention turns to tonight as the Mariners try and get even in this series. Again, we talk about the swings. I mean, this is a huge swing. At the end of tonight, the Mariners, when you look at the wild card standings, they will either be two games back of the Blue Jays or four games back of the Blue Jays. A massive, massive swing, which is why this game is so huge. Jay Happ is going to go for the Blue Jays. He's been outstanding this year 19 and 4 a 3-2-7 ERA Hisashi Iwakuma gets the ball for the M's the most consistent starter all season long 16 and 11 a 3-8-7 ERA so a big one at Safeco Field tonight Mariners against the Blue Jays game two of this series so a big one as the Mariners trying to even things up in this three-game set against Toronto. Right now, let's hear from Mariners general manager. Here's Jerry DePoto. We welcome in the general manager for the Seattle Mariners. Jerry DePoto joins us here on the magazine. Jerry, good to see you. How are you? It's a pleasure to be seen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jerry, uh, Mike and I were talking uh, earlier today about this last uh, turn or two in the rotation, you look at some of the the younger pitchers, whether that's youth in age or youth in experience, James Paxton, Taiwan Walker, Ariel Miranda. It's been a lot of fun to see those guys really blossom now during this final stretch when you guys need them the most. Uh, I couldn't be more impressed with how each one of those three has stepped up. You know, we saw it last night with Pax. And what we saw last night with James is the guy we had for most of the season until he was hit with the line drive against the Angels. And he's, I think, now back to where he was before that. Uh, The blister didn't seem to be a problem for him last night. His stuff's been outstanding all year long. Last night I thought his arm slot got back down into a good position. His angle was better. Uh, And the stuff was great. He's just killing the strike zone. Taiwan Walker, when we saw him pitch his last outing, it's the best I've ever seen him. I've seen Taiwan since he was a sophomore in high school. Never seen him pitch that well. The, the combination of stuff, precision, consistency, and the work that he and Mel have, have done on the delivery has been phenomenal. And Ariel Miranda has been a pleasant development for us. You know, he's, he's got a very good arm. He'll get up in the mid-90s. He's touched 95, 96. Pitches very frequently at 92 to 94. He's got a really nice changeup. He's got a good split finger that misses a bat. Working really hard on developing that breaking ball. And more importantly, all three guys have have really developed a, a habit of pounding the strike zone. Where's he at with the breaking ball, do you think, Jerry? You know, it's it's not something that he threw a lot. When right. he came here, it, it, what we understood, his time with the Orioles, they they allowed him just to go three pitches. And, and the breaking ball was far less a concern. Uh, after signing him, obviously, he was 25 years old. He had been through uh, seven seasons of professional experience in Cuba and came over in May of 2014. So so it was not, or 2015, it was not really an opportunity uh, to develop something like you would with a rookie ball player who's right. 16, 18 years old. Uh, and we, we took a little bit more care since he's he's been here. Mel works with him on his in-between days. He works with him in flat ground. Ariel really focuses on it. And I think he's, he's probably grown in a scouting scale. He's probably grown a full grade in the usability of his breaking ball okay. since he's been here. 
When you look at the club this year, I can't. I don't know. I don't know how to look at this number, but. Uh, one run game, something Scott said you guys were going to play a lot of. He said it in spring training. That has certainly been the case. You've played 52 of them. That's tied for the most. Um, and your record is 500 in those games. How, how do you view not necessarily just the volume of it, but your record and moving forward, and how do you look at that? You know, at the one-run game, we've talked about it a lot. You know, last night's a one-run game. And, you know, it was a grinder game. We came back. We had opportunities to do some things offensively. And, and we just fell short. There have been other times where we've pitched our way into a one-run game where we had a, a lead that was more substantial to that and we gave it back. Uh, there, there are different ways that you can get to a one-run game. Uh, for us right now, and I think the Giants are the other team that, that, that has that kind of volume in a one-run game, None of us are performing like the Rangers, who are having an out-of-this-world <laughs> right. season. Uh, you know, it actually might be the best all-time year for, for performance in a one-run game. I think in one-run games, with a quality bullpen, you're more likely to win 60 65% of those games. You know, we have to get to that point. I can't point to any one element of our team that's been the cause for the fact yeah. that we've been more 500-ish. You know, sometimes it's been our pens. Sometimes it's been the offense going flat in a moment. Sometimes it's been that, that we had to catch up to get to the one run. Yeah, and sometimes it's been Adam Lynn hitting a three-run <laughs> homer walk-off for that's you to right. win it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a little bit. That's why when looking at it, it's kind of confusing. And I was just wondering from you when you dissect it and you move forward from this season onto the next season and the next where you're at. And I'm... Uh, I, I think I would agree with the bullpen part of it. I think that's so critical, and you've had to make a lot of changes out there this year. Oh, we really did, and you know, I think the way the, the way the bullpen has evolved, and the quality of the group that we have out there now. You know, Edwin Diaz and Steve Ciszek have been outstanding since they've kind of evolved or or gravitated toward the ninth and the eighth, respectively. And then you have Nick Vincent, you have who's been really terrific against right-handers all year long. Now you can deploy Vincent and Ciszek at a point in the lineup when you want to instead of when you had to, which is what we were doing for much of the year. Really like what we've seen from Dan Altavilla. Yeah. I, I really like the fact that now we have a healthy Evan Scribner who over the course of the last three weeks or two weeks, you've seen the value of what he can bring to his staff. That, that strike thrower with multiple pitches who can face the rights and the lefts and, and just pound the zone for multiple innings. Uh, the power of Archimedes Caminero, we're going to figure him out. He's He's been excellent, and then he's had struggle. I thought it was very encouraging what he did the uh, the other night. And, you know, it's a, we have four years left of, of relative value. <laughs> and, and maybe one of the unsung guys out there that's had to do a lot of different things for you and turned out to be a, a really good signing. You took a chance on him as Tom Wilhelmson. He's done a nice job. Yeah, Willie's done a great job. And, and, and as much that he's done a nice job for us in the bullpen, he's done a really nice job for us in the clubhouse. He's He's got a little personality yeah. to him. He's fun to a spend bit. time around. <laughs> you know. And, and I think another unsung guy who's been here, and he's the only guy who made it through post-to-post post without spending any time away, was Vidal Nuno. You know? Yeah. Nooney has done. Nooney can do a lot of different things. He can be your multi-inning guy. He can spot start. He can come in and get a lefty, and he's been invaluable to us because we've, with the season-long injury issues with Charlie Furbush, we did not have a consistent left-hand presence in our bullpen outside of Adal. So he was put in a situation where maybe we were asking him to do things that his skill set 
weren't best suited for, and he did an admirable job of ponying up. As you look back on the season, just your thoughts on Robinson Cano and the season he's had and, and what he's meant to your club. Uh, Robbie's been really consistent from start to finish. Uh, where we began in spring training, how well he played in Peoria, he carried that right over. He had a dynamic April. And where we sit today, when you've got uh, it, arguably uh, one of the best years he's had in his career, if not the best, I mean, it's a – he and Nelson and Kyle, what they have done in carrying the middle of our lineup, they never go away. And it's uh, various times of the year where one or the other has been the hottest of the three. But collectively, I think they are the three most productive hitters in baseball that play together. And there are a lot of trios in baseball that are dynamic. Uh, Toronto has a few. I think there, there are lineups around the league, Baltimore, the Red Sox. No one has three more prodigious middle-of-the-lineup guys than we do this year. And, and I think that's a testament to the consistency that Robinson has had from day one. Kyle had a really quiet April. Nelly has been Nelly throughout. But, you know, you look at those guys collectively. I can't – I've said this before over the last few weeks. I can't tell you who our MVP is, whether it's Robinson Cano or Nelson Cruz or Kyle Seeger, but collectively that's who our MVP is. It's, it's those three guys and what they've done all year. Just under two minutes left with General Manager Jerry Depoto. Jerry, you mentioned Vidal Nuno. He is one of 13 pitchers to start a game for you this year. We went into spring training this season for the first time in a long while with the storyline. The Mariners have pitching depth in their rotation, and as it turns out, you never can have enough. What has this season taught you about what you want to have next year going to Peoria in terms of the starting pitching depth? As you can tell, I'm phobic about depth. Uh, <laughs> it's probably <laughs> it's probably the word I used most in uh, in interviewing for this job. It's the word I've used most in however many years now I've, I've worked in the executive world. Uh, Depth is critical to being able to play meaningful games at the end of a season. 13 starters is an extreme number, but we know on, a, on an average you're going to use 11. That's how many starters are, are used. If you have a really good year, you're going to use six or seven, maybe eight. Uh, most teams are going to use 11 or 12, and, and we hit on the extreme. Uh, I, I'd like to tell you that I think next year is going to be different. They won't be. We're, we're going to use just <laughs> yeah. as many starting pitchers. I think what was extraordinary for us this year was not only did we have to use 13 starting pitchers, which I think is an extreme but not crazy number, the, the number of relievers we had to use largely because of injury. You know, we, we suffered, I think, more DL days for relief pitchers this year than any other team in baseball. And, and, and it wasn't like we had it easy with the starters. So, right. you know, it, the combination of those two events really made it a, a, a difficult or chaotic year to manage the roster. I hope that goes away. And, you know, like I said before, a healthy Evan Scribner, the fact that we only had Vidal Nuno among all of our pitchers that made it through post to post. Ian Kuma are the only guys yeah. that, that made it through. Depth is critical. We're going to continue to focus on it. I do think one of the, the real strong points of our year this year is from our minor league development system, we've put guys in place, guys like Andrew Moore and Paul Blackburn and Zach Lee, who can next year become that sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth starters that we are inevitably going to need. Jerry, we really appreciate your time. Thanks for swinging by. Oh, always, guys. And now Kyle Seeger with Shannon Dreyer. Shannon Dreyer here in the dugout catching up with Kyle Seeger. And, Kyle, I know the fans are very excited about this one. This is about as big a series as the Mariners have had in some time. Any difference in that clubhouse right now? Any any way that you guys look at this any differently? Um, you know, you try not to. You try not to get too, you know, overly hyped up. You know, we all understand the importance of this series, and we all – you know, where we're at in relation to them and, you know, everybody else in the, you know, the wild card hunt there. But, 
you know, I think we're just trying to keep it loose and trying to have fun and, you know, let the uh, go out there and give our best effort and, you know, they fall where they fall. It seemed like, a, I think it feels like every game obviously gets bigger and two tough ones over the weekend and you talk about keeping things loose. I don't think anything might have loosened up this team any more than your double yesterday. How big were those runs early? Um, you know, it was, it was definitely good to, to get on the board early. You know, the way Moran has been throwing the ball, you know, he was, he was pretty special and you know, able to get them a couple runs early and kind of, you know, let the offense, you know, breathe a little bit. You know, we ran into some, you know, two pretty good uh, pitching performances, you know, the first two games of the series. So, you know, able to, you know, get a couple runs and then, you know, Seth pretty much took care of the rest for us, which was great. So, you know, just to, um, you know, to put up some runs and be able to breathe a little bit and, you know, I think that was big for us. What's the, there's been so many things that have been neat to see of late, but Miranda is one of the good stories, as is just about everybody else that's come in. And I know that back in spring training, Scott Service wanted to set the tone where we've got this group, but we're also going to be able to bring people in, and they're going to fit right in right away. That seems to have been really important. Absolutely, you know, he, he set the uh, he set the tempo. You know, he's created a culture here, and, and he's made a he's made a culture where it's you know I feel like it's pretty inviting. So if somebody comes in and you know they weren't here with us long or just got here, I mean it's. It's a very loose and fun environment, so it's it's easier to you know get right in and to be yourself and to to kind of relax and, and play your game. And I think ultimately that's when you're gonna you know be at your best. It'd be a tough thing. You got some rookies that are coming in late in games, but they seem as loose as anybody. Yeah, I mean that's that that speaks a lot for them as well, though. So you know they we we've got some guys on this team that are, are young and have been extremely productive. So you know we we've been very fortunate. You know, like you're talking about Diaz in the back end of the. Out of the pen. I mean, it's been um, it's been a lot of guys actually. I was talking with Taiwan Walker a couple of days ago, and he said the guys that were here in 2014, you almost made it, you didn't, and that's a feeling that sticks with you and is extra motivation. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, absolutely. You don't you don't want to um, you don't want to come up short anyway. You don't want to lose out regardless, and you know, lose out by one game and with you know four innings left to play. You know, that's tough. That's a that's a tough way to go out, and you know, it makes you understand the importance of every single game and. You know, especially it gets amplified at the end of the year, but, you know, it goes back to this series. This is a, it's definitely a big series for us. You mentioned in Anaheim that Chris Iannetta was somebody that you talked to. He's been in these situations before, and I talked to Chris, and he said, hey, you know, you, you get the ball rolling, it starts with an intention. What is the intention? You know, the intention has been to, from what he's been preaching and everything, is to keep it loose. You keep it loose, you have energy. You know, in September, you know, it seems like you can, you know, maybe out-energy some teams. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of... Uh, you know, everybody's played a long season. Everybody's, you know, you know, got little injuries here and there. Everybody's barking a little bit. But, you know, if you come in with some energy, you can, you know, maybe you can steal a few games like that. How much of an eye-opener is that? Because we look down here and we see that. You, you've still gone through the same five months of a season in spring training. It's a different feel. Yeah, when, when you're, when you have that energy, when there's a, there's a different feel in the dugout. There's a different feel in the ballpark. You know, it's a, it's a lot more loose. And, you know, you, you get in and, you know, if you're, I don't know. I mean, it can definitely make a difference. It's just so much more of a positive environment. It's hard to hard to really point a finger on it. Yeah, it will be a very different environment tonight. A lot of Canadians in the ballpark. Absolutely, <laughs> but you know, there'll be a lot of people here tonight, and it'll be uh, it'll be loud, and hopefully, you know, our fans can you know show up and be a little louder. Now it should be a lot of fun to watch, Kyle. Thank you. Thank you.